Welcome to Peds in a Podcast, where our team of specialists shares with you tips on all things health and development for your little ones. My name is Leanne Tran, and I'm one of the psychologists here at Peds in a Pod. Did you know that most challenging behaviour in children is related to communication? Joanne Stephen, our speech and language pathologist, joins us again today to talk about developing communication in your little ones. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Thanks so much for joining us again today, Joanne. Um, Today we're talking about um, developing communication. So first, I guess we need to know a bit about how how communication is typically developed. Mm. Can you give us a bit of information on that? So I think if you look at the child's development of the communication, they always start with a request. You know, as a toddler, you may say, mummy up, or, you know, milk, or bottle, or dummy, uh, you know, but all these single requests. Mm. And I think once the child understands the power of their language or their speech, that's when you get, you know, some comments where if the child looks in an aeroplane, they'll go, oh, aeroplane or car. Um, and as the child progresses with the, in a lang- uh, language-rich environment, that's where you see a language explosion because okay. they're starting to imitate and copy what they're hearing, what people are commenting, what people are conversing with them about. Right. Mm. That's really interesting. I've never thought about that before, that it's the request, first of all, that has that um, payoff, right? Mm. Where often you give the child what yeah. they're requesting that lets them know the power of the language. And then, yeah. So then they kind of, um, you know, learn why we're talking all the time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so you work a lot in, so then that's kind of talking about when the language explosion happens. Mm. How many kind of um, words do kids use or how does that progress into them? Phrases mm. or sentences? Yeah. So I think as a um, as a speech pathologist, what I'm concerned about is the variety and the manners the child uses language. Okay. So when we talk about that, we're looking at primatic functions. Right. So people use language for different things. They use it to request, to protest, to say yes and no, for greetings, um, to argue, to say a joke. Um, and I'm looking at whether the child is emerging with those different elements of language. Right. Because those elements are harder to teach than to teach them all the single words. Right. Because if the child picks up these single words very quickly, but only uses, for, say, for example, to request mm. or to start labeling things in the environment, then, you know, how can I facilitate language growth for them to maintain a conversation? Right. Because our conversations are maintained by comments. You know, yes. people don't have a conversation just by questions, yep. which I find a lot of parents kind of, you know, trying to, in the in the course of trying to elicit more language, constantly asking the parent, the child questions yep. in the communication with the child. But if you think about it, you know, sometimes when the parents ask, you know, what color is this or what's that? Maybe in the child's heads, they're like, mom, dad, you actually know the answer. Or well, why are you still asking me? Yeah. But perhaps something else that you can consider is, you know, oh, look, this is a blue car. The blue car can go very fast. And I think that might be more beneficial for the child as compared to constantly asking them questions. So with the families I see, I give them a challenge which is quite a hard challenge. For every one question you ask, you have to make four comments. Okay. 
And the reason why I do that is to force people to think about, you know, what kind of language am I modeling for the child? Mm. And if you don't model those comments, then the child's only going to be re- um, responding to single word, um, uh, with single words to a question. Right. So yeah. that's kind of how I facilitate language development. Yeah, that's mm. great. It makes a lot of sense because if we're um, continually asking questions, it's not really a conversation. No. It's more like an interview, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Um, mm. I love that challenge. I'm going to use that when I pick up my kids and ask them about school. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, to think about also making comments mm. um, on it. And just, you know, it just occurred to me that last night I was talking to one of my kids about something emotional as well. Mm. And so I did think, I, I didn't know I was doing the right thing, but mm. <laughs> after talking to you today, I think maybe I am. Mm. Um, it's a hard thing to talk about sometimes. Yeah. So I was commenting on my mm. reactions and my thinking as well so yeah. that it's not so confronting yeah um yeah and I think in the process of doing that you're also enabling the child to follow the lead of the conversation where the conversation is going yes you know you're not just relying on people asking you questions but you're also making comments from your perspective of things yeah and I think that's a a hard skill to teach yeah and it's can you can learn it through modeling right Mm. so it sounds like too because you were talking about from the the pragmatic Mm. context is the um, I think you explained it as the different ways, ways. or the different functions yeah. of language. Mm. It's so it's more important to focus on the kids using language in different mm. situations and settings rather than, you know, building up their vocab because that's yeah. something that can come later. Quite on, naturally, yeah. I think if the child can copy one word, they can copy ten words. Right. You know, like for me, that's an easy skill for most children. They can yep. copy three words, four words, five words. But then where I'm questioning is how are these words functional for the child? Yeah. Do they actually express what he's trying to say? Does he have the means to express what he wants to say? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. That leads pretty well into my next question, which was um, how can difficulty with communication impact on a child? Mm. So what we find, uh, what we see a lot is that if the child is unable to communicate what they want, typically two scenarios could possibly happen. One is they find a way to get their needs met. Mm -hmm. This could be through behaviours, sometimes multiple behaviours, because they probably have learned that, you know, if I scream, if I cry, I could possibly get what I want. Mm -hmm. In the other scenario, I've also seen kids who just shut down. Because it's a case of like, no one understands me, I'm just going to accept whatever I'm given. Um, and I think it just pains me to see them, you know, in those two scenarios because we talk about an autonomous, you know, um, communicator. And I yeah. want to hear what they have to say. I want to acknowledge their needs. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important to provide them with some kind of a support for mm. them to communicate what they want. Um, and that's why as a therapists, we have all sorts of different systems available um, to facilitate that progress or um, to facilitate the development of, you know, being able to say what you want to say whenever you want to say it, however you want to say it. Sure. So mm-hmm. whether it's with, with spoken words or with signing <clears throat> or other ways, yeah. but you you really want to make sure that kids don't need to use behaviour to try no. and communicate what yeah. they want, but also so that they don't shut down and not kind of advocate for themselves yeah. and we all want our kids to be happy mm. we wouldn't want them to be settling for you know yeah. drinks that they hate the taste <laughs> of because they they 
don't know the power of asking for something else. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've talked about how um, your so your top tip for parents was about um, asking que- sorry Comment. not asking questions <laughs> yeah for every one question making a few comments yeah what else can they do at home to um, ensure that their children are developing communication in those different um, pragmatic contexts mm. so the other kind of challenge I like to give my parents challenge unfortunately okay. um, is that um, we do the x plus one okay kind of formula so if my child is communicating at a single word level okay as an adult would be modeling two words because right. I'm always trying to bring my child on to the next step or the next okay. stage of right. language development so if a child's you know saying the word ball quite well mm-hmm. I'll go on oh, up ball or in ball or on ball using some core words to kind of facilitate more meaning around what they're trying to say right and in the process I will be targeting those you know additional pragmatic functions yeah in ball could be a request right that ball could be a comment yeah. so it's look, looking at all these core words um, and how I can pair them together to extend a child's language Okay. Mm. And so by the X plus one, you're kind of looking at what they're doing already and comfortable with, yeah. but you're extending that mm. or making it compli- more complicated mm. by just a little bit yeah. rather than, you know, full mm. sentences, which might yeah. be too far from where they are at the moment. So if you think about language development back to where we first started, a child would say single words mm. to requests, right? And these are nouns. Right. So generally, we always start off with a majority of nouns, maybe some verbs mm-hmm. if there are things that they'd like, but a majority would be nouns. Yeah. Um, so what I'm doing is that I'm using the noun as the X and I'm adding one either before or after the noun. Yeah. Because for those little children, if you think about the phrase, I want a ball or I need a ball, does the word I want actually carry meaning for them? Mm. I'm looking at what's going to be the most meaningful for them to understand what right. language is looking like. Yeah. So that's why I'm quite selective with how I'm modeling my language by adding words beside the noun, yeah. by adding a core word. Then they're like, oh, this is in ball. Yes, okay. This is out ball. If I say I want in ball, it's like sometimes it can get quite muddy and like it's Mm -hmm. just too much because I want is a request, but if I say ball, I also get the request. So what's going on there? Sometimes can get quite confusing for some children. Some children can learn it perfectly well, Mm -hmm. but I find that children with a language delay, sometimes using more strategic type of of approach might help facilitate um, better outcomes for them. Yeah, okay. And so then can you give a bit of a guide for parents as to when they might um, come and see a speech pathologist if they're concerned about developing language in this way? Mm. So I think at the age of one, I mean, the golden rule is one year, one word, two years, two words, Um, three years, three words. And I think at age one, if the child's not starting to kind of express their needs and wants through, you know, approximation of words, I think that's kind of when you have to kind of consider, oh, maybe I need to look at, you know, what else is going on. Am I providing a child with a language-rich environment? You know, is there something else developmentally that they might be delayed? Mm. Um, And I think by one and a half, that's when I'll be looking, okay, I think I might need to see a professional. Because sometimes you do want to account that some children may, you know, just catch up. 
in a couple yes. of months. Yeah. Um, I am more of the notion that I don't want to jump on something, you know, and, and I want to give the child some time to develop mm. before I actually see them. Yes. So by one and a half, if they're still not saying their single, their first words, that's when it would be a red flag for me. Yeah, um, okay. And if you think about, you know, what kind of words I would be expecting, um, it would be words that are high, highly used in the home environment. So sure. what we, we deem as high frequency words, yeah. words that the children have heard over and over again, those who are potentially be the first emerging words yeah okay mm-hmm. so is that why things like mum dad are yeah. because we constantly or, or say mum dad dad we, yeah. we refer to the other parent and yeah, yeah. okay yeah high frequency words yeah. are usually you know the child's understanding of high frequency words and the expressing of high frequency words usually comes quite quick mm. Mm. okay that's great. You've given me a few good tips today and I like the challenges. I don't think that's a bad thing to do for parents. Um, yeah, um, because also what you're doing, um, as you talked about this uh, and in our last conversation too, about making sure that it fits in with the routine um, and so it's just kind of changing how we think about it or how we do what we're doing every day mm-hmm. to be able to encourage um, development of our kids. So that's great. Thanks so much for for spending time with me again today. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Peds in a Podcast. If you found listening to us useful, we have plenty of resources on our website, including blogs, articles and videos. If there's a topic not covered that you'd love to hear about, you can get in touch with us on our website. Visit us at pedsinapod.com.au 